Chapter 145 Supplication for the Sick 901 Aisha anha, reported When a person complained to the Prophet وسلم, about an ailment or suffered from a sore or wound, the Prophet وسلم, would touch the ground with his forefinger and then raise it and would recite with the name of Allah, the dust of our ground mixed with the saliva of some of us would cure our patient with the permission of our Lord, collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary The Prophet ﷺ would put his forefinger on earth and then mix his spittle with the dust sticking to it. Afterwards, he would put it on the patient's pain spot or wound and utter the said supplication. This simple act would cure the patient. Some believe that it was peculiar only to the Prophet ﷺ and was indeed his miracle because the particular dust was of Al-Madinah soil with the Prophet's spittle being of a unique quality. Ibn Hajar differs from this view. Spittle and dust, according to him, are simply external means and the curative effect in them comes from Allah alone. Secondly, we may turn to the pious people to seek their blessings and prayers for the removal of our ailments and troubles, provided the spiritual treatment is bereft of ambulance and other polytheistic ways. 902 Aisha reported, when the Prophet ﷺ visited any ailing member of his family, he would touch the sick person with his right hand and would supplicate, O Allah, the Lord of mankind, remove this disease and cure him. You are the great curer. There is no cure but through you which leaves behind no disease. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary The word Ya'udu means inquiring about the patient's help or visited. It occurs in the hadith text quoted by Imam Nawawi. But according to Al-Bukhari, this word is Yu'awwidhu, which, says Ibn Hajr, is synonymous to the word Yarqi, meaning blew over the patient. 903 Anas, who reported, I said to Thabit, should I not perform ruqya, meaning recite supplication or Quranic ayat and blow over you, such supplication as was practiced by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He said, please do so. Anas, radiyallahu anhu supplicated, O Allah, the Lord of mankind, take away this disease and cure him. You are the curer. There is no cure except through you. Cure him a cure that leaves no disease. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary. The said hadith testifies that the Prophet ﷺ and the companions had certainly blown over the patients. There is no doubt about that. Yet, 
the act of blowing over must be based on the names and attributes of Allah and the prophetic prayers or on a Quranic surah and ayah. Besides, one should have the firm belief that the secondary causes cannot yield the desired effect unless Allah wills so. 904 Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas radiyallahu anhu reported, The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam visited me during my illness and supplicated, O Allah, cure Sa'ad. O Allah, cure Sa'ad. O Allah, cure Sa'ad. Collected by Muslim. Commentary To pray for the health and recovery of the patient, particularly by uttering his name, is commendable. Furthermore, one should repeatedly pray to Allah and beseech him with supplications till he responds. 905 Abu Abdullah ibn Abu al-As radiyallahu anhu reported, I complained to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about a pain I had in my body. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Place your hand where you feel pain and say, Bismillah, three times, and then repeat seven times. I seek refuge with Allah and with His power from the evil that afflicts me and that which I apprehend. Collected by Muslim. Commentary This hadith tells us that it is not necessary that a patient should exclusively get ruqya from others. Rather, he can also do ruqya himself by reciting the Prophet's supplications. 906 Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu reported, the Prophet sallallahu said, He who visits a sick person who is not on the point of death and supplicates seven times, I beseech Allah the Great, the Lord of the Great Throne to heal you. Allah will certainly heal him from that sickness. Collected by Abu Dawood and At-Tirmidhi. Commentary There is always a great certainty that Allah will respond to a supplication which springs from a sincere, voracious heart. One should therefore pray for a patient with full conviction and reassurance of heart. Moreover, the Prophet's prayers have special effect and grace, and therefore their original wordings should be uttered. 907 Ibn Abbas reported, The Prophet visited a Bedouin who was sick. Whenever he visited an ailing person, he would say, No harm, it will be a purification from sins if Allah wills. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary According to this hadith, a patient should be told that his disease will purge out his sins. To sit beside the sick, to comfort his heart and to say a few words of sympathy to him was the Prophet's practice. 908 Abu Sa'id al-Khudri who reported Jibreel came to the Prophet and said O Muhammad do you feel sick? He 
sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, yes. Jibreel supplicated thus, with the name of Allah, I recite over you to cleanse you from all that troubles you, and from every harmful mischief, and from the evil of the eyes of an envier. Allah will cure you, and with the name of Allah, I recite over you. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. This hadith clearly tells us that the Prophet ﷺ was not free from the basic attributes of human nature and occasionally he also fell ill. The angel Jibreel therefore prayed for his health and safety against all those things which could harm him. These prayers should be recited after the Prophet's practice. 909 Abu Sa'id al-Khudri and Abu Huraira reported, The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, If a person says, La ilaha illallahu wallahu akbar, his Lord responds to him and affirms, Yes, there is no true God except I, and I am the greatest. When he says, La ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah, meaning, there is no true God except Allah, the one. He has no partner. Allah, Azzawajal, affirms, Yes, there is no true God except I. I have no partner. When he says, La ilaha illallahu lahul mulku wa lahul hamd, meaning, the sovereignty belongs to him and all the praise is due to him. He, Azzawajal, affirms, Yes, there is no true God except I. Mine is the praise, and to me belongs the sovereignty. When he says, La ilaha illallah, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, meaning, there is no true God except Allah, and there is no might and power but with Allah. He, Azzawajal, affirms, Yes. There is no true God except I, and there is no might and power but with me. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam added, He who recites this during his illness and dies will not be touched by the fire of hell. Collected by At-Tirmidhi. Commentary. This hadith points out the excellence of the words mentioned above. This is so because of great meaning that they have, namely, the firm belief in Allah, His oneness and glorification, that to Him alone we should return, upon Him alone we should rely, and to Him alone we should express gratefulness. If somebody utters them during his illness, his life is sure to come to an end in a good way. That is, he will go to Jannah.